So today's text, I think, is one of the most moving and beautiful stories that's ever been told. And it's quite long. It pretty much takes up the whole 11th chapter of the Gospel of John, which is why you don't get to hear all of it out loud in church at once. But in your devotional time, if you didn't already, I do encourage you to go back and read the whole 11th chapter of John. It's rich and it's beautiful and it's just incredibly important. So let me summarize because uh, there are a few things that I think you should know about what's going on in the story. So the story opens explaining that someone Jesus adores, a man named Lazarus, is quite ill. So he's not dead yet. He's just ill. And Lazarus has two sisters that you've heard about in scripture before, Mary and Martha. And they are all over the Gospels. Uh, but anyway, they reach out to Jesus to come and to help their brother who is dying or very, very ill. And they know Jesus' healing powers and they need him. But Jesus hesitates. And rather than making the journey back to Judea where they were, Mary and Martha and Lazarus were, he actually stays where he was. He doesn't go yet. And while then Jesus hesitates, Lazarus dies. And the community is really, really distraught. And when you read the text, it's pretty clear that the folks are frustrated because they knew things would have gone differently had Jesus shown up sooner. Had Jesus shown up. Martha gets word that Jesus has finally come four days after they had laid Lazarus in the tomb. And you hear the pain in her voice when she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would never have died. Never. She says her piece. And it's interesting, Dr. Gaffney in her lectionary, I asked her about this last night during our Bible study. She was very gracious in responding at 1130 at night. But um, Dr. Gaffney says that the word here, never, is significant as we listen to the pain in Martha's voice. My brother would have never died if you had been there. And then what happens is Mary comes and meets Jesus as well, and she says the same thing. Lord, if you had been here, our brother would never have died. And then the townspeople echo that same sentiment. They whisper amongst themselves something like, couldn't he have just come to save Lazarus? Why didn't he come? And Jesus heard all those whispers and the questions. And what I want you to pay attention to here is his response, which is so powerful and so beautiful and important. You have to remember this. Remember, Jesus had not shown up to save Lazarus's life. And now, when he saw the anguish and the grief in the disappointment in this community, what did he do? He wept. Jesus wept. The text says he was so moved and distraught by their pain and their suffering that he wept. And in this one significant text, all of us can change, can and should change what we think about God, how we think about Jesus. But I just want you to take note of the course of the events. The people reached out to Jesus. Lazarus was dying. 
Come save him, they asked. Jesus didn't come until four days after they buried him. He experienced their anguish and he wept with them. And then, and then, he raised Lazarus from the dead. And here's the thing that makes, uh, the text makes it really clear that Jesus knew that he was going to raise Lazarus the whole time. This was no surprise to him. He knew he was going to do it. This would be, as he said, a way for God's glory to be shown, to glorify God, he said. Certainly. And certainly raising someone from the dead magnifies, right? It glorifies God. That's what it means to glorify God or to give glory is to magnify something. But I think that you can miss much of the point if you think that's the only way that God was glorified in this story. So yes, God's glorified by raising Lazarus from the dead, but let me outline for you the other ways that God is glorified, because Jesus heard their supplications. He did hear them, as God does. Jesus showed up on a different timeline than what they wanted him to do, as God so often does. Jesus wept with them, as we've never seen from God before. This is very important as God does. And then Jesus raised Lazarus as only God can do. Those are four ways that God is glorified in this text. And all four things magnify God, including weeping with the suffering. For what is glory after all? Glory is magnificence. It is great beauty. God hears. God does show up. God weeps, God resurrects, and all show the magnificence and beauty of our God. Because understand very clearly, a God who is willing to go so far as to join us in our anguish and our pain and our grieving and our suffering and our losses and our disappointments, a God like that is a very, very, very good God indeed. Now, last week, I told you about a woman named Melba Marquez Green, who lost her six-year-old child, her baby girl, in the Sandy Hook massacre. And what I shared, and I shared what she shared, that she said, um, when the Lord sees fit to take me home, she expects to hear two things. And I don't know if you remember what those two things were, but one, was well done, good and faithful servant. And two was, hi mom. She expected to see her baby again in heaven, which is just a gorgeous vision of resurrection. And when she talked about the hellish days after she lost her baby girl, she expressed gratitude that she in her head had the memory of William Billings' song, When Jesus Wept. And this very passage, in fact, was in her head, too, to comfort her. Thank God she had it. And here's what the part that she um, found especially helpful. It goes, When Jesus wept the falling tear of mercy flowed beyond all bounds. So when Jesus wept, the falling tear of mercy flowed beyond all bound. And that tear of mercy, 
Jesus' tears of mercy show us new dimensions of who God is and just how much God loves us and loves you and how far God will go for you and how God will lift you up from your tomb and say, get up and rise, not just literally though, but if you're feeling entombed right now for any reason whatsoever, Jesus says, roll away the stone, come out, live, live well. Ms. Marquez Green found herself in her own unthinkable tomb of grief. And as she put it on her Twitter page so beautifully, I will read you her quote. I feel the weight of a million grief-struck mothers in my soul. I, count, I can't outrun it or ignore it, but I have decided to make it a seat and whisper, I am not afraid of you. Teach me how to use what I hear and understand to be helpful. And I thank God that Ms. Marquez Green had this very scripture to hold on to, to help her, to hold her, so that when she was ready, she could learn from her grief and help somebody. Because that very act of helping is how God's glory shines through you, us. May we always do the same. Amen.